Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue? Or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we started KookCast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> so bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. So, you know, the thing about surfing is most of us didn't formally learn the way you learn to play an instrument, for example, or most other sports even that have this step-by-step style of progressive learning. When I was a grom, we just, we all went out there with our boards, paddling around, hoping we'd figure something out and having fun all the while, but basically acting like someone trying to find the light switch in the dark. And you know, once it clicks, you never really revisit how you figured it out. You just enjoy the fact that you're doing the damn thing. You got it. You found the light and you never turn it back off and try to figure it out again. Of course, that's what Coach Ev and I are trying to do for you guys. Think back on those years of figuring it out. Remember the revelations and the light bulb moments so we can help you get through the tough parts and maybe even create a little bit of a methodical approach for you to get through these things. In some aspects of the sport, it's pretty easy and obvious. Like paddling technique, for example. I can tell you right now the three pillars of good technique and even all the little nuances, and I could spend a while. (laughs) Listeners of the show know that. But other subject matters are a little trickier to articulate, things that are compounded and unique in every different scenario, like today's topic of the takeoff, and more specifically, controlling your takeoff. So tune in with us as we work through this one together and figure out some keys you'll need as you consciously bring your attention towards improving your takeoff. Oh, and by the way, By the time you're listening to this episode, I'll already be on the West Coast with Coach Ev working with students and getting ready to cross the border April 5th for our second La Mission trip this year, which still has one spot available, by the way. If you're interested in booking a session with us between March 29th and April 3rd, head to our website and submit a private coaching application. If you've already done that in the past, you can just click the link on the private coaching page that will take you to our schedule with locations and availabilities. It's right below the submit an application button at thesurfcontinuum.com forward slash coaching. All right, let's go. But, um, all right, what's, what's next? Control the takeoff? Yeah. All right, so controlling your takeoff. Let's, let's hit this one. And it kind of, it's, it's, I think it's appropriate to, to do right after a recording of Fundamentals because I was just saying it today to the students. Um, like I think of the takeoff as one of the more complex parts of surfing because it combines a lot of fundamentals into one moment, yeah, into one critical moment, yeah. and puts you on a timing axis too. Like it's not you can't just paddle properly and take your time. For, like no, you have there's a wave coming and cresting, and like there's a window for you to do all these things. So it really is like okay, not only do you need strong fundamentals. But it has to be like able to be fired off as, on the fly, right? Yeah, as the wave develops, as things happen, and 
every wave's unique, right? We, you, everyone knows this, you know? So you have to be able to adjust and accommodate what you're dealing with, the situation. Yeah, control, controlling the drop. And I guess that's a good way to go, but go through it. Like, how do you control the drop with your, you know, with your paddling? You know, mm. it's, it's just like the beginning of it. Do you, do you, you know, paddle yourself deeper on the peak or do you run for the shoulder? Um, you know, are you're paddling more straight to the beach and then as the wave is lifting you, you're slightly kind of clawing yourself to start angling down the line, you know, and then <coughs> boom, now your, your board control skills come into play. Mm -hmm. you, f you, you know, you slide your hands underneath your chest and you, you get up into your press up position and leverage that rail into the water. Right. You know, and then you go into your, your stand up. Right, and this is what I'm talking about with that moment of all these things happen at once, you know? <clears throat> and even before that, it's like, how do you set up the wave? Are you like driving towards a peak and then prone turning to straighten out just in time for the wave as you're pr starting to press up and go into your stand up technique and setting your rail? Um, or are you sitting and turning under the lip because you had to like paddle out towards the wave? Um, yeah, but that's that's the complexity of this, the takeoff because, okay, every wave is different. Every set of fundamental skills will come in a unique um, like execution timing and and different skills like you won't always use a sitting turn sometimes you'll have to use a prone turn yeah like a different like sequence right yeah. uh, yes Differ a different, different sequence. sequence and and some of those skills may be subbed out or whatnot um but you know so the way i think of like controlling your takeoff there's really two major ways to control the moment after you stop paddling mm -hmm. and are taking off like the wave is now doing all the work you know, and, and we talk about using your weight, you know, and we talk about using the railing and rail engagement, mm -hmm. you know, to, to control how it's done because there's kind of an infinite amount of degrees each one of those things can be done. Yes, this, this is like your joystick analogy, mm. right? Coming, coming into play where, where you're going up into your press up and you're not only leveraging, you know, your press up doesn't only help put a little weight back towards the tail but it also allows you to get up in that like plank position or something like close to that and leverage your rail into the water right mm -hmm. there right okay just just in case somebody hasn't heard like our joystick analogy now we've been saying it so much that it feels like it's so common you know but i guess some people will be like what the fuck are they talking about joystick but we we talk about the press up posture, form, whatever, as basically giving you the joystick capability of your surfboard. You know, you can push your weight forward, back, and left and right, and all combinations of those directions. And, and that's the first way that you control a takeoff, is shifting your weight. And this is even before you're getting your feet on the board. Right. You know, like this is after you're paddling and beginning to stand up, but not on two feet. Because getting on two feet is another version of weight control like once you let's go back even further hold yeah, on one second is, this is being deep. on your belly gives you almost zero control just imagine laying on your belly shift your weight back you could barely do it you know shift your weight forward you could barely do it you could lean a little left and right but not enough and fast enough to do it on the face of a wave that's like cresting right. so you need to do something different to be able to control your board in a way more 
leveraged and and dynamic way. Yes, yes. And the press up is the the beginner answer to it. And even if you're not a beginner, it's like the in between before the stand up. So that that's the press up. That's the joystick. You're leaning right, leaning left. Oh, it's a it's a steep wave and leaning back a little too, or leaning forward. I barely am tipping over the the ledge. Um, and then weight shift comes into play again, probably much more even stronger, more leverage, more control, more dynamic is from your two feet. Because now you've shifted from being on your board on your belly to your press up to now having two points of pressure on the board, front foot, back foot, and you ha- and heels and toes. And this is all assuming foot placement is good. Right. You know, but now you really, you can put almost 100% of your weight all the way back yeah. for one extreme and then vice versa on your front foot. You know, and how much on your heels and toes. Mm-hmm. So there you have now an increased, uh, much bigger dynamic, and because you're standing, more leverage to really affect how the board is is fit into the face of the wave. And never mind how that's done. Like, that's the experience part that you have to go out and do a million times for the next however many years you survive. <laughs> but um, it's 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 learning how to just make that happen by using these two um, postures, which is press up and standing to shift your weight in, back, left, right, and make that board fit. Because it's not like an, a template outline. Like when, I don't know why I have to say this because for me, for so long, I looked at surfboards out on the outline. You know what I mean? As a flat planing surface. Right. But they're almost never like that. In fact, anytime they're on the flat, they're dangerous, it's scary. Right. Like they're always on their rail or, you know, like. And the they're p- super dynamic because they have rocker. You know, right. they're definitely not flat. They're, right. They have all these compound curves. So as soon as you put it on rail, not only is it not flat, but now you, the, the rocker of the surfboard is becoming part of the radius of the turn. So, and this is all under the umbrella of weight distribution. You know, whether you're doing that in the less dynamic range of the press up or the more dynamic range of being on your two feet. But zero dynamics, well, almost zero on your belly, you know? I guess we talk about, like, in paddling technique, you can, like, arc, arch up really hard and, like, affect your trim a little bit, but that's also not on a wave. That's when you're just, or, or it can be on a wave. Anyway, the point being, it's, like, not very dynamic and certainly not very leveraged. So, um, and yeah, usually not enough in that critical point in time for right. the drop. Right, that's what it is. So look at anybody who doesn't do anything after they f- finish paddling and catch a wave and just stays on their belly. You know, like usually they latch onto their rails and plunge into the trough or have the most awkward belly board ride, if not nosedive. Right, and, and maybe get, you know, down out of the trough and kind of angled in the direction they need to go and then they do that you know that really difficult stand-up when you have like you don't have uh gravity working with you it's like against you (laughs) the g's are like pulling you down (laughs) to the board like it's the hardest thing ever to stand up it's like a bad dream (laughs) You're down there in the trough, like slowly getting to your feet. You know you have to stand, but you just, it's like you're in glue. Um, All right, so that was weight shifting, right? Or weight distribution. And then the second way that we talk about controlling a, a takeoff is rail engagement. You know, it's really, it's kind of, it's just hitting me right now. It's kind of still weight 
distribution. Like engaging your rail means shifting your weight over. It's another way of talking about it and definitely worthy of talking about because it's such a, um, well, just so important. But yeah, learning how to use your rail to change the shape of your surfboard essentially. The, the part that's footprint. interacting yeah. with the water. Yeah, change that footprint and, and change how much bite you kind of take out of the wave and, and, and lock yourself, how much you want to lock yourself into that wave face. Mm-hmm. Do you want to, do you need to really lock yourself in and really drive yourself down the line and, and elevate yourself up at the same time or Drop low. Drop low, and there's like no, there's there's no face in front of you. There's no line in front of you, and you're basically taking a straight drop. Right, and stall and delay. But I think the really cool thing about these two is that they're interrelated. So, for example, if you are not going to use a lot of rail engagement, you need to use a lot of weight distribution. Like if you're going to drop in straight and do a bottom turn, you have to be really mindful of where your weight's distributed because if you're all front foot heavy and dropping into a wave, yeah, that spells at least bogging some rail, you know, and having right. a weird splashy situation at best. But probably you're going to nosedive. So like, okay, so maybe you're not going to use a lot of rail engagement, but you better be thinking about where your weight's placed so that you can make that straight drop and set into a bottom turn. And then on the other side, let's see if this works. If you use a lot of rail engagement, I guess it's not so much about forward and back. It still is. You gotta seat your tail in. Like they're both. There's never all of one and none of the other. Right. Right. But but it gets more weighted to one or the other in certain circumstances. So if it's like a high line, serious, you know, like a, a rail set initially off of catching the wave, then it really isn't so much about where your weight's placed forward or back. It's more so just on the rail getting a bite out of the wave high up on the face. Right, like l- really leaning into your rail and up against the wave face versus that, you know, that's that's taking off at an extreme angle, you know, parallel to the beach. And then what you were saying mm-hmm. is more of like straight into the beach, you know, airdrop, tail, tail heavy drop yeah. just to keep your nose from from bearing. Right, the, the two extremes. Yeah. Of course, there's everything in between. Like, there's a like little bit str- less yeah. straight. And yeah, and, and then the balance of what you're doing is one of, you know, it's it's uh, respectively balanced. But it's always going to have something to do with how where your weight's distributed and how much of your rail is engaged. And that's how you control the takeoff. That's it. <laughs> so simple. Um, get out there and give it a go and and you know you can definitely reference a bunch of our videos online like we really break down that that angle of attack and the difference between you know a very a super subtle rail set versus a big time rail you know and Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like kind of reminds me we've talked about it before too it's kind of like a clutch on a car or a manual transmission you know it's like you know, the more you set your rail, that's more fully engaging your cl- clutch. Mm-hmm. Or not, no, disengaging. Dis- yeah, yeah, letting Di- off the clutch. Letting off the clutch and fully engaging, you know, your gears for driving down the line and, and vice versa, fully, like what we were talking about, t- not engaging the rail and going straight would just be dropping in like a neutral, just clutch fully in right 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 before you finally release and like hit the bottom turn engage um, 
Yeah, and this is this is such a tricky one. The thing that I was thinking about as far as controlling the drop and one of the nuances was is is that intuitive feeling of where you go from paddling to being being caught by the wave or matching matching it and realizing okay now's the time to control the drop like right, now right. i am in control of <laughs> controlling the drop right well again like you it, this is the tricky one because they this implies that you're sort of getting that part you know like you but you got to put yourself through it so many times and and still no matter how good you get you still blow it you know you still ruin it um and it's it's so it's worth noting like your stand-up technique is part of weight distribution. Your press-up is part of, I guess I said this, I think, you know, but just to make sure. But um, all that stuff is timing, and that's just experience, you know? And it's, it's a visual thing, too. Make sure, I hope everyone's looking at their waves while they paddle for them and determine these things because a lot of the cues for these things to happen on time is the vision. If you just wait for the feeling, at least as a beginner, you're going to be too late. Yeah. You know, the f you can you can surf on feeling after you really get clued in and you're really proficient at it and it doesn't feel like a surprise, right. you know? Like right. you're you're waiting for it, you're ready for it to come and then you know you know that feeling and you make an adjustment right right on the fly. It won't happen like that until you're so well practiced right. you can do it basically you can look at a wave. eyes closed yeah you can you look know. at a wave do a sitting turn and know that in such and many seconds like you're going to start feeling the the lift of it you know but that's that's a good i love that word because that's what it is when people don't look at the wave it's a surprise even though they know they're paddling for a wave it comes under them lifts them and starts pushing them and they're like oh like you know they freak right they're surprised so you got to keep your eyes on the wave that's a big big help in controlling your takeoff is getting the timing right just fixated on it you know like like you're tracking down a fly ball you cannot afford to take your eye off it for for ever mm -hmm. you know it's just so much harder when when you come back to it and right. that is what's difficult about keeping your eye on a wave because you do have to you right. can't just paddle with your neck craned around looking behind you the whole time right, you know right, you gotta right. be head on a swivel looking behind you okay now you're looking down the line now you're looking towards the flats making sure you're not going to drop in and kill anybody and <laughs> and then again and behind you and then it's it's something's changed yeah and then the, now the wave's closer it's more developed it might be breaking on you know like a lot happens so all these things, it's a radar i love calling it radar that's, that's radar good. on like it's just got to be this you know, wrap going around of a radius of awareness, a radius of awareness. Ooh, it's good. I like that. And just, it, it should stretch as far towards the inside, far, well beyond where you're going to be, even if you catch the wave and wipe out. It should wrap all the way down the line towards the shoulder. It should be going behind you and, and checking your wave, like, from shoulder to peak, you know, before it reaches you and the people around you and just that big and circle. keep going. It does, like when it you're going stop. surfing, it needs to be on. Right. Look at that green, like, you know, that like in the submarines or whatever, like that green fucking line going around. Beep, beep, beep. It just keeps on rotating and checking once again, once again, once again, all 360 degrees of the space around you. I love that.